everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. How's it going? And John. Hey, everybody. Tis the skeezin' to be jolly, fella la 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 la. Oof. With a silence and a reaction like that, it's all downhill from here. Well, in wintertime, it's powder to the people. Because when you're skiing, there's no such thing as too much snow. As long as you don't get lost or lose all your friends on a mountain. Which sounds either like the beginning of a horror novel or a fantastic new innovation for the sharks. Have we piqued your interest yet? We'll get into it after this sponsored break. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help. Well, in the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Also, you can scale support and drive revenue and retention. Visit HubSpot.com service so you can do more with your customers today. So today in the tank, we have Recky, and Recky is brought to us by founders Henry, David, and Fletcher. And Recky is our smart snow goggles with a heads-up display on the shield lens. So it's basically like, if you can imagine Google goggles in ski goggles form, it's sort of like that. But what's being projected on the lens is sort of a map that helps you find missing friends as you're skiing or snowboarding, checking time, answering texts, or even listening to music. So we've got quite the gadget. They are asking for $300,000 for 10% in recce, which is a $3 million valuation. And thinking of our founders, thinking of our product and and our pitch, initial thoughts of recce. Hopefully they don't get into a recce. Oh. Distracted driving. <laughs> distracted skiing. <laughs> I think we're done talking about recce. I think Ariel just <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and for those reasons, she's, she's out. out. <laughs> okay. My first reaction when they explained what the product was, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be huge. Families are going to love this. You know, forever families have been skiing and the mm -hmm. hardest part is staying in touch with each other. And everyone's always having to mm -hmm. take off their gloves and it used to be walkie talkies and everyone got phones. And I was like, Recky's going to just totally solve that problem. But then I saw the implementation of it and I learned some details about it and I became much, much, much more bearish on Recky. So a couple of things kind of stood out to me. Number one, as pitched, it sounded like, wow, I'm going to have this interactive overlay map that's going to let me see where people are and locate them. In reality, it kind of looked like the inside of like what I perceive a, a fighter jet cockpit to look like. <laughs> you know, it had like some coordinates on it and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I, do you have it there? Is that a... Oh, this is, in fact, a fighter oh, cockpit. Oh, of course. You're so I'm glad. married to a man who flies these things. Anyway. Yes. Can confirm. <laughs> Maybe your husband would be able to use a recce to locate his friend. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to use it. I'd be like, I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just lost. And I'd be blinking and blinking. It would change the music. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't mean to change the music. And then I'd text like somebody. Full blast and Yeah, yep. it'd be not good. Yeah. And so that was one thing. And the other thing that made me really concerned about it was they've spent $200,000 to develop this product. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, I bet this is like hard tech to develop. And I was like, it only costs 200 grand to build this? 
I mean, that's like nothing. It only costs $200,000 to build this technology. Anybody could build it. Mm. And so I don't think they have a particularly defensible product through that lens. You know how like they say when you price wine, you got to price it higher and then people think it's better wine. This feels very much like software wine, John. Software well, wine. <laughs> my concern about how much they've spent to build it is that that means it's not hard to build. Fair. Okay. It seems like if it only costs 200 k to build this system, why doesn't Solomon just build it? Like that's nothing to them. Like they could just put it in their goggles. But aren't you inspired by the idea of bootstrapping a business? They've had to raise no capital, but in turn, they've given no equity away. Yeah. That's great for the owners of the company, not necessarily for someone who wants to mm -hmm. invest in it and decide if I'm going to get a return on an investment. I'm not criticizing them for only spending $200,000 or bootstrapping. Mm -hmm. You know what I say, bootstrap it if you got it, you know? <laughs> I want that on a coffee mug. <laughs> Another bite coffee mugs. Just bootstrap it if you got it. <laughs> but look, John, devil's advocate, they made 175K in sales in one season, which is essentially what they mm -hmm. put in. And it's the only product on the market like this right now. Just seems like not a great product and it seems not that hard to build. But it comes with a dedicated app, which is hard to build. This is what Barbara's problem was. She's like, it's not that good. It's like, doesn't even have the trails on it. It's very early on, right? Yes. Yeah, my two concerns are that the actual execution doesn't seem as good as I was hoping it was going to be based on the hype. Mm. I think the hype had me sold. Mm -hmm. I think the execution they in terms of them. what the actual interface looked like, what was actually available in terms of what it could do, how easy it would be to use wasn't there. But maybe it's just me being from a family of skiers that are advanced skiers that married not advanced skiers. <laughs> But even just knowing the direction that people are in, as a skier, I didn't see that much of an issue with having at least a compass to be like, hey, your loved one is over there. Yeah. How much would you pay for it knowing where they are? I would say that I'm in the premium price point that I will pay a fair dollar for really good gear. So like if the goggles mm. were that good, in addition to having some kind of built-in function, the price point to me didn't seem absolutely absurd. Yeah, I will say the market that they're in is very good. And I think that is good for them. And I think that they're one of the first to come to market with something like this. And I would imagine that there will be a lot of early adopters. And people with higher incomes typically it's ski. expensive. Yep. So that's really good. I mean, <laughs> Throwing 500 bucks in a pair of goggles for some families who ski is probably not even a drop in the bucket. So mm -hmm. that is a good thing for them. They probably have a high willingness to pay market. And maybe you're right, Jory, even some direction is good enough for the market and meets the market need. It just falls short for me. And I know it's like geared towards adults and friends, but the first use case that came to my mind is like your kids. Yeah, families. That's what I what thought What if your too. kids want to go tubing mm -hmm. and then you go skiing Absolutely. instead? So like to have a locator for your child specifically, I feel like is probably huge for parents. <laughs> Definitely. Those same families, though, that would buy these goggles have already purchased their children iPhones and have family sharing on for That's location true. services. So it's like, yes-ish, you know. That's fair. I don't know. Ultimately, this kind of lukewarm temperature I'm feeling for these goggles uh, kind of reflected Ariel loves in them. Our... I just, I'm medium. I'm just, no, I don't I'm just playing devil's advocate, John. I'm sure, Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been skiing. Oh, in interesting. So I'm not the audience. Okay. For so this. you're not even the audience. No. John, do you ski or snowboard? Uh, I have the capability to ski, but I'm not an active skier very often. Well, we had two major deals on the table. So Lori was out because she's like, I'm not in it with this cold weather sporting. Same. And Barbara was like, I can't actually use it to the degree I'd want to. Again, I think it's really difficult because each of the ski mountains is owned by different conglomerates mm -hmm. and without partnerships immediately with all of them, you just would have no access to these trail maps. So Google has it all. It's all in the Google Maps API. 
I feel like you can just go and look at the map and see the trails. I'm looking at the map. This is Stone Mountain. Those are the chairlifts, each named, and each trail is named on the map. Dang, that's actually really cool. It's just like cool. it's there. It's just there. It's just this, this is like you're getting like a fighter pilot helmet with GPS location for family members when meanwhile you can look at your phone and you can see what trail someone's on with location services. Yeah, then you got to like pull your phone out of your pocket, take your gloves off, and then your hand gets cold. And it's That like, sucks. It's just that's the bar. Like, I get it. I don't want to take my hands out of my gloves. If you're going to be a vitamin, you got to be a proper vitamin or a painkiller and choose your choose lane. Your lane. <laughs> can't be a standalone. Yeah, he can't be a standalone unit. <laughs> so ultimately, Kevin offered $300,000 for 20% with distributions of 20 cents for every dollar taken as income. So that's quite a royalty ask. Mark offered $300,000 for 15%, but they said that they wouldn't go higher than 12%. And then they've had this sort of a side where they're like, in case for future military and police use. And it was at that moment that I was like, oh, you're not trying to sell ski goggles. You're trying to sell software. Ultimately, Mark took that on the chin, was like, that's fine, and won the bid for $300,000 for 12.5%. But I feel like that was in the side that was just really brushed over by the show because it was clear that they had aspirations for more government use. So we'll see where Recky goes because this is the case of another episode that just came out. So unclear where this company is going, but, you know, maybe with Mark, they have future military and police sales. We don't talk about that market a lot. It's like kind of like a passe market to mm-hmm. talk about, like the military industrial complex. But mm-hmm. boy, is it one of the largest markets in the world. Yep. And military contractors. You can morally disagree with that. But the numbers don't lie. Sure. Yeah. From a business perspective, it is a really, really large market if you want to get into it. So TBD on the future of Recce, but you can still buy them. They're still very much for sale for $349 at a internet near you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sell them in stores. So is it your recommendation? Oh, I love that. What are your recommendations for marketing this? Yeah, this one's a little okay, tricky. Okay, but John, whether or not you like it, you got to market it. So go. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, if I'm the marketer, I'm the marketer. I, You know, I'm actually pretty torn on what the best thing for them to do is, whether yeah. to go wholesale it into retailers or whether to just sell it online. On the one hand, online, I think they're going to be able to demo the product. Video. It's visual, and so you'd be able to like show it. I think the value prop is actually pretty clear and understandable pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I bet that you could build some pretty precise targeting to reach those people. Although I do think there's power of being in store at all these luxury resorts Absolutely. and just like having yep. the display, paying the money to have mm-hmm. the display, taking a lower cut for it would probably gain them a lot of credibility and traction. Whereas online people might be like, is this like legit? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I buying here? You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking that too, are almost like rentals first at those ski resorts. So at least you try them out oh. and like they have a preloaded map already of the area and the try mapping. it out and then return them back. And then if you want to purchase one afterwards, they have a small little display, but I was thinking more in the rental route. Mm, interesting. Consider those our official recommendations, Ricky. <laughs> Today's episode was brought to you by the magnanimous Matthew Brown. Editing comes from Robert Hartwig and support from Melanie Romero. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you subscribe to the greatest podcasts ever. That does it for me. See you in the tank next week for another bite. 
Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts. 